17 seconds from game seven or from championship number six. Jordan, open, Chicago with the lead! Washington outside left, Roethlisberger has time, throws to the back of the end zone and it is hard for a touchdown by Holmes! A minute remaining and they're putting Curry in the pick and roll trying to get him on earth. Irving and Curry, one-on-one, -on -one. Irving puts it up, it's good, Kyrie Irving from downtown! We're sending it in, Jerome, that's for damn sure. Yes, 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 welcome everybody to the Tap Room Sports Podcast. I am your host, Jordan, Stacks on Stacks on Stacks, lads. Join with my man, Mr., uh, he's pulling a Michael Jordan today, flu game, swerving Irving, Washington, how you doing tonight, other than being sick? I promise I'm not hungover. <laughs> Dude, I drink I drink Gatorade. Like that's my if I'm not drinking water, that's like the only thing I drink other than beer. No, this is a little healthier than Gatorade. It doesn't have as much uh sodium in it. You don't know that for sure. Yes, I do. This only got 150 milligrams. I think Gatorade got like 320, some shit like that. Damn, for real? Yeah, you gotta look on. You gotta check it next time. Look, I know it's at least 300, but I think it's 320. I heard there was like some conspiracy theory that Gatorade makes you more thirsty than it does quench your thirst. <laughs> like a long, this is a long time ago, dude. That's so, why most boxers drink Powerade. You don't see them drinking Gatorade. Interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> Well, nice, man. We got a dope show on deck. This is the seventh week of our college football season preview. We have moved on to the SEC. It is our last conference that we're previewing. Um, next week, we will be doing Heisman odds, and then we'll also be revealing our top 25 preseason poll. And then we are on to college football, baby. Next weekend, we're right there. We are right there. It's time to go. Ten days away. Very excited. Very excited to be talking SEC football. I must mention we are being brought to you by Tavour. Make sure to go to Tavour.com or download the Tavour app straight to your mobile device and use promo code TAPROOM for $10 off your first purchase of $25 or more. With that being said, we're here. SEC footballer, probably the Biggest conference, the most well-known conference. Obviously, Alabama's in this conference, which we'll get to a little bit. Uh, a lot of people, pretty much everybody, has Alabama winning the national title this year. It's almost like college football is a uh, – there's no parity, you know. And before yeah, we get – has become – it has become pretty <coughs> – excuse me. It has become pretty regional over the last five to seven years. That's why – Programs like Miami and USC and even Oregon got to stay nationally relevant because that's when college football becomes a national sport, not a regional sport, because the attendance, the viewership has been down four years because nine times out of ten, you know who's going to be in the playoff. You know it's not going to be that many upsets. Yep. And then half the time, the team that doesn't even make it to their championship game nor wins their conference goes to the playoff. Yep. Yeah, no, there's a lot of flaws in college football, and I mean, we could sit here for fucking two hours talking about it, to be honest, but 
you know, I've been very vocal about the NIL will eventually even out the playing field. Um, you know, like a lot of people say last year was a rebuilding year for Alabama, but it, it really wasn't. They returned, you know, top recruits, um, returned a lot of starters. So it's like at some point, you know, there, there's, I hate to say this, but we know for a fact they've been paying players. Like it's a well-known and the NCAA has done nothing about it. And now it, depends on, it all depends on who you are, the politics, how good you are coming out of nowhere. Cause even in the midst of Auburn doing that crazy run when they had Cam Newton and them getting to the championship, they try to derail their whole season two weeks before they played Alabama because it comes out anonymous booster that Cam Newton took 200 and some, well, his dad took 200 and some thousand from Mississippi State and another undisclosed amount from Auburn. So his son went to Auburn. Yep. And then, uh, you know, that Georgia high school football coach, I always forget his name, but he's like one of the best high school coaches in the country. He literally has audio of Alabama uh, coaches and Georgia coaches offering him money for the players that play for him. And that player was, I think he coached, was it Noah Smith? I know it was a five-star. I forgot who it was. I, I think it was, a, was he a defensive end or a defensive tackle. I know it was a defensive player because they didn't mention his name, but they kept saying, oh, the five-star kid, the five-star kid. Yep. How much does he want? How much does he want? And so now it's like, and then we get all this drama in the offseason about Nick Saban talking about, like, the NIL and Texas a and paying players. But to be honest, like, I think there was one of two things happening or two things happening. One was that he does see the end of the road here with the NIL. And then number two, he's telling, he's basically sending a message to Alabama boosters. Like, Hey, y'all need to step your game up. Yeah. That's basically, he was just an open cry for them to pour money into the NIL in their NIL treasure chest because Ryan day did the same thing at Ohio state. He uh, came out and said it. I need 13 to $15 million a year. And NIL money to disperse throughout this team for us to stay competitive in recruiting and on the field. I mean, eventually they're ta- they're already talking about fixing NIL rules, right? So eventually there is going to be some stipulations here. Like you're not just going to be able to fork over money to high school. Recruits. Yeah, see, the the thing that sucks about it it's it is in the NIL's little rules. So far, you can't use boosters and people around the program to influence recruits to come to your school. But if a booster makes uh, such and such LLC and they get his kid an NIL deal, you can't trace it. There's nothing you can do. Yeah, there's nothing you can do because they're protected by the state and they're protected by the local local government. Yep. So it'll be interesting how uh, this moves forward. But let's hop into the win totals. Uh, Let's deep dive this conference. So if you're – this is your first time joining us. Uh, what we do is we go through each conference and break it down by win totals, give you, uh, you know, how we kind of foresee that team season playing out. Even if we don't love the over-under bit, you know, every show we have about one or two that we actually really do like. So, you know, this is just an informative podcast for anybody out there that watches college football or maybe you don't watch college football, but you want to learn something. This is your show. So let's get started. Let's hop into it. First over under win total is the Vanderbilt Commodores. We're going top to bo- or bottom to top, by the way. So if you're sitting here waiting for Alabama and Georgia, hold tight. 
Um, so Van, <laughs> Vanderbilt Commodores over under is two and a half. Right now, the under is juiced uh, minus one forty. So they think odds makers think that Vanderbilt's going to go under two and a half wins. I look at this. I look at this schedule, and I think they beat Hawaii. Yeah, they probably beat Hawaii. They could Elon. beat Elon, and maybe they beat NIU. But other than that, they lose every game. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, that's true. The so against that was what I was saying. I was like, all right, if they think it's under two and a half, they're juicing it minus uh, one forty under. That means they. That means the market or the odds makers think they're either losing at Hawaii or losing at Northern Illinois. Yeah, and Hawaii is a tough spot, but Hawaii is like definitely rebuilding. We talked about them in our first week. Um, you know, Timmy Chang, the head coach, he's basically building from the ground up. He lost a lot of people from his team last year, right? So, I don't see any scenario. I mean, Vanderbilt's what minus seven on the road there, minus six and a half. Yep. And that's a huge spot. I mean, I just don't see a world where they lose to Hawaii and lose to Elon. Like, they got to beat those three teams. Yeah, if they don't beat those three teams, then they coach got to get fired. Yeah, their head coach is Clark Leah, um, by the way. This is his second season. His first season, he was 2-10. In 2021, they were 14th in offense. They only averaged 281 yards per game and 12.6 points per game. Yikes. And on defense, they were the last-ranked defense in the SEC as well. They uh, allowed 474 yards per game, 39.6 points per game. Um, Vanderbilt is not good against the SEC, obviously. They get dog-walked. They actually they played Alabama. The last two times they faced Alabama, they've been shut out. They haven't scored a point. And they're going to fa- they're going to Alabama this year. That's their first SEC game on September 24th. And they're a private school and they have that academics elevated too, so that that's yep. another handicap for them. Yep, they do have it tough. Um they do return both their quarterbacks that played last year and in 2020 um their quarterback Seals um, what's his first name? Why is it blanking right now? Uh, Ken Seals. Uh, he threw for a 19, 1,928 yards, and he completed 64.6% of his passes, 12 TDs, 10 interceptions. But last year, he was atrocious. 1,181 yards, five touchdowns, nine interceptions, only completed 56% of his passes. And the other guy they have, Mike Wright, he's not very good either. He only completed 53.1% of his passes last year. Yeah, it's going to be tough selling, tough sledding for Vanderbilt, but they should at least win those three games. If they don't win those three games, just, I guess you got to throw the whole program away. Throw the whole fucking program away, for real. So we're, uh, we're, we both lean o- over there. Honestly, I don't love the over because I yeah, can I see it where, where they lose in Northern Illinois or they do lose to Hawaii. I mean, I don't see it, but I do see it because, you know, it's fucking Vanderbilt. Shout out Skip Bayless. Ain't that the school you went to? Yep. Oh, shit, I forgot to go back over to the screen. All right, we're hopping back over to the win totals here. We're going to move on to the next school. We got the Missouri Tigers. Over under is, what are they at? Five and a half. Five and a half. Juiced to the under as well. The under is minus 120. What do you think about the Missouri Tigers, Irv? Another team. 
they do have talent, but it's there in the SEC. Their first three games are winnable. I do think they lose at Kansas State, though, so they will start 2-1. But then again, only only team I see them beating in the SEC is maybe Vanderbilt. So they, they open with Louisiana Tech. They should win. At Kansas State. They should, they'll probably lose that L. one. I think that's an L. Abilene Christian, so that should be two in one start right there. And then they go at Auburn, Georgia, at Florida, Vanderbilt. They should also beat Vanderbilt. Um, at South Carolina, then they get Kentucky at home, at Tennessee, then they cl- uh, close with New Mexico State at home and Arkansas at home. Yeah, I got them right at five. I don't think they go over. Yeah, I think I I got them at five too. Um, they do lose their quarterback, Connor Bazelic. They do return sophomore Brady Cook and true freshman Sam Horn. Um, they lose their leading rusher, who is third-team All-American last year, Tyler Batty. They return Elijah Young and transfer in Nathaniel Pete from Stanford, plus they add a true freshman, Tavares Jones. And the wide receivers, they return for their top eight, but the most interesting thing about Missouri is they got the number one wide receiver crew in the country over Bama and Georgia, and that's Luther Burden. Not, and he's I a know, freshman. And I paying off, right? <laughs> yep. He's a freshman, so I'm not I'm not expecting him to, like, come out and light the world on fire by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, but he's definitely going to play. Yeah, he'll definitely play on this team. And then <laughs> offensive line, they lose their first-team SEC center, Michael Maietti, but they transfer in Ben Pollard from Buffalo, and they return the four of, four of their starters, so they only lost one starter. That's nice. And they have eight guys with starting experience on their line, so they do have depth on their offensive line. I think the defense is yeah, should be defense is a problem. Well, last year defensively, they were uh, they gave up four hundred forty four yards per game. They were the eleventh ranked defense, so they weren't good. Um, they lose one of their defensive tackles, but they return three of their starters, and they added a two time FCS All American DJ Coleman from Jacksonville State and Jaden Jernigan from Ohio or Oklahoma State. I think this defense is going to be improved. Like, I mean, there's only one way to go from allowing a 444 yards per game. Especially being bottom three. And they avoid Alabama. You know what I mean? And uh, they don't play LSU. They don't play play Georgia. Oh, they do play play Georgia Georgia, October 1st. Ooh, and over-under is five and a half. Five and a half. So they should beat Louisiana Tech. They'll probably lose to Kansas State. They'll beat Abilene Christian. So that's two and one. At they Auburn, lose. they probably lose. Georgia, they lose. At Florida, they lose. But looking at their schedule, they would have to upset either South Carolina, Kentucky, or Arkansas, or Auburn, because I don't see them beating Florida. Well, they get Kentucky at home. They'll beat New Mexico State. Mm-hmm. And since 2016, they're seven and one in home games coming directly off an SEC road loss. So they'll probably lose to South Carolina, right? And then they'll, yeah. if that holds true, they'll probably beat Kentucky. I think this is going to be, a, I think this is going to be an, a better team than we think. But I, I do, I don't like the over five and a half, dude. I think I, I like it right at five. I got them right at five and seven. <laughs> yeah, I agree. All right, let's move on to uh, the next team. We got. The South Carolina Gamecocks over under six wins. 
juice to the over minus one thirty, under plus one ten. What do you think about South Carolina here? This is one of the teams I actually really like, and I love the over. I would bet the over, honestly. Why do you like the over? Because Beamer was expected to win three games last year. Yeah, they were much better than anticipated. And they won six or seven, right? Yep. And they beat Florida. They gave what's the name all they could handle. Yep. Uh, Damn, I forgot who it was, but it was an upper echelon team. I forgot who it was. They played Texas A&M real close, too. And they returned a lot of talent. And the ultimate wild card with them is their quarterback. Is Spencer Rattler going to be the Spencer Rattler that was coming out of high school? The five-star, all-everything, future top three, five pick? Or he's going to be more than what we've seen at Oklahoma? Now, reports from camp say he's doing pretty well. He's pretty much ran away with the starting job, so... Well, that's he not saying much based on yeah, who not, had, not saying a lot, but for him to just go in there one off season and win the job does say he's determined at the very at the very minimum. Yeah. Uh I like what they bring back on defense. They got pretty much a top two, three corner in the nation. Yep. Can't think of the kid's name, but he's a dog. I like him a lot. Uh and I got, like their schedule. It starts off uh, as a <laughs> freshman. No, he's a. I think he's a junior. Uh, Darius Rush. So, uh, I gotta look it up, but coming out early, he's one of the top cornerback uh, um, prospects. Darius Rush is the only. They only return one starter from last year, and that's Dar- or one cornerback starter. That's Darius Rush. Wait, damn! Did he already go to the NFL? Well, they lost. Uh, Second team All American last year, Jalen Foster, but he was a free safety. And they also get uh, Devonnie Reed, who was second team All Mac last year from Central Michigan, to take his spot. Cam Smith. Oh, Cam Smith, they're moving to um, linebacker. Damn, for real? Yeah, well, like a money backer. That's what they they have a position. That position. They oh, play so he's a, gonna be more basically like a nickel. Yeah, they play like a three-five. Three-three-five. Three, oh, okay. Damn. Okay. So yeah, he's like a a money backer basically. Right. Yeah, six-one, two hundred pounds. All right. So I didn't see that development, but nice. Um, I like the over. It starts off pretty rough though because they do got to play. Arkansas, Arkansas on the road, and then they at home versus Georgia. But after that, they should pull off. Charlotte, South Carolina State, State. at Kentucky will be a good game. Yeah, that's going to come down to quarterback play. Texas they, A&M at home. Um, then they got Missouri at home, which they should handle business there. So that's, that's yeah. one, two, three, four. At Vanderbilt five, and then whew, then they close at Florida, Tennessee at Clemson, dude. And they're over under six and a half, right? They're over under six. Yeah, I got them going over. Who do you have them beating? So you got you got them beating Georgia State, Charlotte, South Carolina State, right? Yep. Missouri, Vanderbilt. Who else do you have them beating? I got them either upset, either Kentucky. Texas A&M. At Kentucky. And I think they might have a good – they could beat Tennessee on the, at home. 
yeah, they could beat Tennessee at home. I could see that. But I put them at one, three, four, five. I put them at six wins exactly. I say either six. They got to upset two of those teams. Tennessee, because they're not going to be at, they're not going to win at Clemson, dude. And they did beat Florida last year, but they all rolled against Florida this year. So they, sh- oh, we don't know what Billy Napier is going to be, but we, they should, Florida should win that game. Yeah. Florida. We'll I do agree, though, that I do like like this team, but I think a lot of it has to do with Spencer. Like, if Spencer Rattler is that dude that he was supposed to be, it literally catapults South Carolina's um, South Carolina to a different plateau, in my opinion. It could make them the second-best team in the East. It could. It could. Um, they lose their top two running backs, but they add a ton of transfers for running backs. So they have, they have experience there. And then they return their top two receivers from last year. Their tight end, Jaheim Bell, Beal, Bell, and mm-hmm. uh, Josh Van. Plus, they transfer in um, Austin Stogner from Oklahoma and second team FCS All American Antoine Wells from JMU. Plus, they also add second team SBC wide receiver Corey Record from Arkansas State and two time first team All Southern Conference tight end Nate Hikins. So they, they have a ton of talent, they have a ton of experience. We gotta pull it all together. Yep, and they return all five starters on their offensive line, Irvin. Yeah. So I, I mean, I lean the over six games here. Yeah, I wouldn't bet it. I just like the over. I think Beamer is a damn good coach, and he's hired a quality staff. They might have to pour more into the NIL, but I see him as a, at least a minimum a bowl team going forward. I agree. Um. I am doing this by conference, by the way. We're doing SEC, SEC East first for those of you that weren't paying attention. Uh, let's do our second one or our next team, Kentucky Wildcats. This is another interesting team. This is a team that went 10-3 and three last year. Mark Stoops, phenomenal job last year. Over under this year, 7.5. So Mark is basically saying they're going to lose. They're going to win two or three less games than last year. In 2021, they were the eighth-ranked eighth, eighth ranked offense in the SEC um, 379 yards per game, 27.4 points per game, and they were the fifth-ranked defense, allowing 373 yards per game, 24.4 points per game, and they were 10-3. and three. What do you think about the Kentucky Wildcats here? So with them, it's going to definitely come down to their offense because I really think their defense will be plugging in some new guys, but they all have a decent amount of playing time. Yeah. So I like their defense. I think it stays – up there in the conference, top five, top six. They will be lacking a pass. They won't be have they won't have the same quality of pass rusher this year, but I think they'll have more than enough to still put pressure on the QB. Now the offense is where it's gonna um get a little tricky because they did lose some talent and they're only returning three starters on the O line. Is it three? Yeah, it's three. Yeah, and they lose a uh, first-team All-American, too. That's pretty t- tough. And a first-team SEC. Yes, you're right. Uh, the offensive line is definitely going to be an issue. And this was a team that rushed for 200 yards a game last year. Like, they really – the ground attack is what they like. Christopher yeah, Rodriguez, okay. though <laughs> – Oh, my God, you okay? Yeah, I'm good. Christopher Rodriguez, though, Irving, is uh, – he's one of the best running backs in the SEC – yeah. He was second team all SEC last year. And he set a school rushing record last year, 100 yards in nine straight games. And Will Levi's obviously returns. He was, uh, I think he was, no, he wasn't on, he didn't make a fourth team or anything. 
Yeah, yeah, he didn't make the watch list, but he is a, a bona fide NFL draft prospect. A lot of people like him in the top end of the first round. The thing about him is he has to prove more that he could be that game changer because last year they pretty much leaned on the, they leaned on the running game and he made the throws that he needed to make for them to win games. Yep. He could, but he's more than that. He's way more talented than that. So because they ran the ball almost what 62, 60 some percent of the time. Yeah, they ran the ball a ton, dude. 200 yeah, so, yards rushing, only 226 yards passing. Yeah, so Will has to show that he can shoulder the load and take that offense to the next level because if they can run the ball like that and pass for a minimum of 275, 300 a game, which he's capable of doing, they could challenge for the SEC East. Do I see him doing that? Maybe, maybe not. I do like that over-under, though. I probably got him at like 8-4, and four, 75, just glancing at the schedule. But they do have – they do got to um, come together on offense, especially the O-line, and the defense will still be rock solid. Yeah, they're it, – it's a tough one because I see them – they're going to beat Miami of Ohio. At Florida is a tough game, and the home team, like, basically always wins that game. Yeah, that um, game is going to be a pretty good judge of how their season is going to go. Yep, Youngstown State they should beat. Northern Illinois they should beat. At Mississippi is a tough game. Um, then they get South Carolina at home, which I think they can win. Mississippi State at home, which I think they can win. Um, then they go to Tennessee, which they'll probably lose. At Missouri, Vanderbilt, and then they close with Georgia and Louisville. And I think that Louisville game, which would is a toss up. That's honestly. a toss up, dude. So I, I only got them penciled in for six to seven wins here. So I like the under. Yeah, I like the under too because it's, it's over eight, right? Over seven and a half. Yeah, I'll take the under because they would have to upset. Their schedule isn't daunting, but the team that they're playing did get better. So I like I yeah. like the under just a tad. But I do see them going bowling or whether it be six or seven wins. They can't get up to eight, but it depends on they have to be probably be Ole Miss on the road or um Tennessee on the road, and I don't, I see him losing to one of those. I don't see him winning both of those games. Mm-hmm. Agreed. All right, let's hop into this next team. We got the Florida Gators over under seven wins. Again, another interesting team, a lot of unknown here because it is Billy Napier's first year. Um, and interesting, it's interesting enough, they do return 13 starters, 10th most experience in the conference, so six on offense, seven on defense. Basically, all new coaching staff. They return Anthony Richardson. Um, he saw nine, he saw action in nine games last year, and they add Ohio State transfer Jack Miller. So right now they have uh, I see on the depth chart Anthony Richardson starting. Mm-hmm. They lose their top two leading rushers, but they do return Naquan Wright, and they have uh, freshman Lorenzo Ling- Lingard. Lingard. Mm-hmm. He's supposed to see a lot of playing time as a freshman. And he runs a three nine forty, dog. He's fast. Um, and then they lose their leading receiver from a year ago, Jacob Copeland. But a they do add hand time or three nine laser. Three nine forty, I believe. Damn. Yeah. That's what it said. That's what it said when I was researching it. Um, and then they also <laughs> add Ricky Pearsall from uh Arizona State. He was third team all pack twelve last year. And the crazy thing about their wide receiver unit, every, they have nine guys six two or taller. So they have a big they have big wide receivers. Um offensive line, they lose a couple of starters, but they return three and 
uh, Billy Napier brings right guard Os- Osiris Torrance with him, who is a two-time All-SBC. So nice. they, have, they have 98 career starts on their offensive line. So they have a lot of experience. On their defense, they also have experience. But, again, it's a lot of transfers. Yeah. Um, and they do return two-time All-SEC Brenton Cox and linebacker. All-SEC Ventral Miller, who's back. And they also add the number one Juco transfer, D1 Black, who's also a linebacker. So I think their defense is actually going to be better than last year. It's really, do they have that offense? Yeah, that's really going what is going to determine their season. And y'all going to get – That's one team that their season is pretty going to pretty much be determined within the first – four or five weeks of the season because they got two top 20 opponents yep. to kick off the season, which is Utah and Kentucky. Then they should destroy UCF at home. Then they got to go to uh, Knoxville. Then they get and Eastern I, Washington. I think, I think that's a big game for them. Can they win that game on the road, especially with Hypo and uh, the train he has running right now with uh, Tennessee? The Gators are 5-0 and in their last five road games in Tennessee. Yeah, but Tennessee's better this year. Yeah, a lot better. Yeah, I don't know. This is a, this is a tough team, dude. Like, I just I don't know how to gauge it. I don't know how to gauge them because I don't know what their offense is going to look like. Like, if it looks like Billy Napier's offense from Louisiana Lafayette, they'll be fine. Like, yeah. that was a team that rushed for a ton of yards. But it is concerned that he's a little too conservative, and he needs to open it up, especially in the SEC with these better athletes and better defenses. So that's something to look for because he pretty much brought his whole coaching staff over from uh, Louisiana. Was it tech or no, no, Louisiana tech, Louisiana Lafayette. Yep. And they're, I'm sorry, Louisiana tech. You're right. It is Louisiana tech. Sorry. Okay. Um, And and their offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, they have two defensive coordinators, co-defensive coordinators. All three came from, from Louisiana with him. Yeah, they they uh, this 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 first year is tough for them because if they win seven eight games, you can see them doing real well and recruiting. They can start building to be able to challenge Georgia year in year out. Yep. But Richardson has to show us that he can consistently beat a team from the pocket and not just with his legs. Yep. They have talent everywhere. The receivers might not be fast, but they can make plays. So that's going to be interesting to see how the passing game evolves. Uh, the over under seven and a half, seven and a, uh seven seven seven. I could see a winner. Juice to the game. over minus one thirty. So, I mean, I think I think there's a good possibility they could lose to Utah. Basically, yeah. a coin flip game. I'll call it a fifty fifty game. And then they go Kentucky, USF. They should probably win both those games. So they should be two and one heading into Tennessee. Let's say they lose Tennessee, they go two and two. Then they get Eastern Washington, Missouri, LSU, all at home. They should win those games, including LSU. They should beat at home. Yeah, I'll give them those three games. So that's five and two right there. Then they play Georgia, neutral site, probably well, lose to Georgia. They get destroyed by Georgia. Five and three. Then they have to go to Texas A&M. That's a L. That's five and four. Then they get South Carolina at home. Okay, we'll give them that win. That's six and four. At Vanderbilt, that's seven and four. And then at Florida State is the kicker. Yeah. You know, because that's a rivalry game, so anything can happen, can and they have to go to Florida State. So that could determine their over under, honestly. Yep, that's tough, and that could be uh, 
you know, Norwell's job right there. Yeah, that, that could game. be his last yeah, that could be his last game as coach at FSU. So it's definitely going to interest in storylines for Florida this year because they have a good recruiting class. It's borderline top 10. Yeah. Now, if they fall on their face on the field, it's definitely going to suffer. Well, the, the the toughest thing is like, oh, you mean next year they have a top recruiting class, not this year. Yeah, not this year. Yeah, next yeah, year. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I thought you meant this year. I was going to say, you know, it's it's tough for – Freshmen to come in and play football with grown men, dude. Yeah, I don't always like that. So I'm like right on the border at seven. I like seven. I think it's a push there, but I'm trying to make money, dude. And I I don't know if they can win eight games. It's a toss up. Yeah, I'm not betting the over on that one. They got the line perfect on that. Who would have thought? All right, let's look at the next team. We got the Tennessee Volunteers. They're over under seven and a half, and it's juiced to the over minus 160. So the market really likes Tennessee over here. What's your thoughts on the on the Volunteers and Josh Heupel's team? Excellent year last year. This is actually one of my favorite overs, honestly, because outside of Pitt, they probably will start three and three and one, four and one. I've got them beating Florida and LSU. I got hypo. I'm riding that hype, that hypo hype train to improving wrong. I like what they added in the offseason as far as the transfer portal. And in my opinion, they got the second best QB in the SEC, which is Hendon Hooker, who's a, a silent assassin, if you ask me. 14 uh, all SEC last year. Yeah, 31 touchdowns, three picks, so that's very consistent. They just got to get better at um, scoring in the red zone. That was the, really the problem that they had on offense last year. So if they can improve on that and play some good defense, I think they easily hit the over here. I got them actually going 9-3 and three or 10-2. and two. I got the three losses maybe will be Georgia, Bama, and maybe Pitt, but if they beat Pitt, I got them going ten and two. Ten and two. Yeah, I like I like Tennessee a lot. Yeah, no, I. Yeah, I. I mean, I like this team too, and they're the second most experienced team in the in the conference. Mm-hmm. And they're returning eight eight starters on offense, seven on defense. The problem was wasn't that necessarily that they sucked in the red zone. Their biggest issue is they couldn't stop a fucking nosebleed last year. Yeah, their defense was terrible. They were 13th in defense, allowing 472 yards per game, 33.6 points per game. They didn't even average one point better against SEC competition last year. That's the issue. They have to be able to stop their opponents. The good thing is they get Alabama at home, right? They have to go to Georgia. Did they fire their defensive coordinator? Uh, No, they. this is his second year. Tim Banks. Mm. Well, he gotta he gotta uh, step up. Yep, they uh, and I they do return seven defensive starters, yeah. but they lose arguably their best defensive player in Theo Jackson, right? But they return By- Byron Young, who should be playing on Sundays next year. He was four team All SEC last year. Uh, they have to get to the quarterback. They have to be able to stop guys. That's the biggest thing. I think getting Alabama at home, though, Irv, could be a potential upset spot. Yeah, because Bama did lose a game. Nobody saw them losing last year to Texas A&M, so they could have lose. They could lose a game this year that nobody sees them losing. And Tennessee can definitely score enough to beat anybody. They just got to be able to stop somebody. 
Yep. Also, do we have word on Brew McCoy? Is he playing? Yeah, he's playing. He's actually running with the I think the second team right now, so he's definitely going to be playing. Um, and they're looking for him to be actual playmaker because they got a lot of possession wide receivers. But him being that big and running a four 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 five, yeah, thinking he could be the one that could actually put pressure on the defense for him. Yep. So look out for him. He's definitely going to be playing, suited up, been practicing, been doing pretty well at Tennessee. Yep, I agree. And uh, you know, last year they had a lot of freshmen on their defense, so like this is going to be a more experienced defensive line, and like they have a ton of four and five star recruits on their defensive line. So this this is really the year that we should see them make a jump. Um, I actually I kind of like Tennessee to win the East. The only thing that gives me trepidation is the fact that Georgia has such a fucking cake schedule. Like they yeah, always okay. they always have this easy ass schedule, bro. Them and Bama, honestly. Dude, it's ridiculous. So let's hop into them. We both like Tennessee over seven and a half. Yeah. Um, let's let's hop into Georgia. So Georgia's over under is ten and a half wins. Irving, this is a team that is losing almost their entire defense that shattered records last year. Only allowed two hundred and sixty five yards per game and only eight point three points per game. They were fourteen and one and obviously won the national championship. Um, they returned 10 starters, 11th most experienced, seven on offense, three on defense, including Stetson Bennett, who is, uh, you know, everybody's got an opinion on. <laughs> well, he's a good he's a good college QB. He can win you games in college. I don't really see him doing too much at the NFL level. But Georgia's offense is always consistent. They're going to score enough points to pretty much beat everyone they play. The only concern on this team is – the defense you lost was it six first round picks or five? Mm, Let's run down Trayvon Walker, Nakobe um, Dean, or he fell, he didn't he? He fell to the third, so it was Trayvon Walker, CN, uh, the defensive <sighs> tackle, Davis, uh, De- Devontae Wyatt, Devontae Wyatt, that's four. Um, uh, what, what was the what was you say, Quay Walker, right? Yeah, Quay Walker. So they lost five first round picks on yep. that on that defense. So I've definitely seen them taking a step back. And they also lost uh Darian Kendrick, cornerback. They lost you said seen, right? Yeah, they lost seen. He got he's safety. He got drafted first round by the Vikings. And they lost uh Amir Speed to the transfer portal. Yeah, so but they replacing all that talent that they lost with four and five star talent. <laughs> so, and they added what a lot of people think in a year or two from now is going to be the best pass rushing duo in the SEC in Williams and Marvin Jones Jr., who both come from NFL bloodline. So, expect them to play early and often. Noah Smith and Carter should step up and anchor the defensive line. Noah's going to be more of a stand-up and a hand-in-the-ground pass rusher. I think most people have him as a first-round pick right now, too. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Carter is a, uh, he's going to be the all-everything defensive tackle. They're going to have him take over Davis's spot and yep. anchor the, uh, the defensive line. Yep. Linebackers, they did lose a lot, though. Yeah, no, they lost a ton. Um, they yeah. do return Nolan Smith, obviously, on the outside. But – Again, they re they reload with sixteen four or five star recruits. <laughs> yeah. So I think this is more of them just reloading and probably playing a notch below one of the best defenses we've seen in our lifetime. 
but still plenty enough to win the SEC, SEC East going away. Honestly, um, if they I do think, lose one game, the only game I do got them losing is probably Tennessee. But they get them at and home. And that's just based, even though they're at home, they're, that secondary is going to have to can have to stop that offense. And Tennessee should hold up well in the trenches because they return a good amount of their offensive linemen. So it's going to be interesting. I definitely see Georgia going over. I got them either 12-0 and or 11-1. and They can lose to Tennessee. Or they are at Kentucky. I don't see them losing that game, but it's always a road game. You never know what could happen. I don't see them losing to Auburn. Man, their schedule is cake. Cake schedule, bro. The only game I could see them losing is Tennessee and Kentucky. That's it. That's it. Every one, when, every other game, they're smacking. Yeah, because they're three and zero against Bo Nix, and he's definitely not beating Georgia in this lifetime or the next. <laughs> I think the the biggest question mark about Georgia and, and kind of why I wouldn't play this. Oh, well, first of all, I wouldn't play it because over 10 and a half is, uh, what is it? Minus two something. 205. Like, there's. I'm sorry, I'm not going to play that. Um, But their offense is still questionable because Stetson Bennett is like a game manager, but he's not going to win you a ton of games. He didn't do it last year. I mean, that defense won them every game. Yeah, It's easy to score 14 points in college football, bro. Yeah, but the thing you also you gotta look out for if he does stumble a little bit like he was last year, they got two five star backups who waiting and willing to take his spot. So. There's no chance. I know Kirby Smart benches saying, him, dude. He isn't. He is kind of. He doesn't get big time injuries, but he does miss games. So if he does miss, like say two, three weeks, even though he's Kirby Smart's favorite, if one of those fresher freshmen come in and lights it up, the other then, thing too. Irvin is outside of the outside of Brock Bowers. And yeah, they lost a lot. They lost what two big wide receiver transfers. They yeah. do bring back some talent at wide receiver, but they don't have your George Pickens no more. They don't have. They lost pretty much their game breaker and Jermaine Burton, and they lost him to Alabama in conference. So that's never a good thing. But they do. So, they may have two of the best tight ends in college football. <laughs> yeah, that's that's Brock is a guaranteed. Is he a junior this year or a sophomore? He's a sophomore, and, and then they also have uh, Eric Gilbert, who was Gilbert, hurt last yeah. year. Yeah, he got hurt last year. He's a five star. A lot of people compared him to uh, Kyle Pitts coming out of high school. Yep. So they will score enough points, but I don't see them winning the SEC this year. Though they might give Bama a run for their money, but I got them losing. Whoever comes out of the West, I think it should be Bama. Whoever comes out of the West, there's only one team coming out of the West. <laughs> we can't, you know, nothing's <laughs> set in stone, but that's pretty much set in stone. We'll talk about. Then when we get when we get closer to the end, yeah, I mean Georgia, like, dude, they just have such an easy schedule, bro. Yeah, like, this this schedule sets up perfect for them. It's it's good for no a, way. It's good for a quote unquote rebuilding year, dude. Yeah, there's no way they lose more than one game. Maybe Donald, nah, they don't lose two Not at really all, either. unless they lose to Tennessee and Kentucky. But I don't think that happens. So no, I don't. I, yeah. don't see I got them right. going twelve and 0, 11 and one. I wouldn't bet neither one because you don't really get that much value. Yep, and taking them under ten and a half is basically saying they're going to lose two, maybe three games. Yeah, two for sure, and I just I just don't see it. Yeah, I don't see it either. All right, let's move over to the West. Um, so let's start with LSU. Over under is seven. Juice to the under minus one twenty here. Uh, This is a interesting team too. Obviously, Brian Kelly comes in, first year head coach. 
Uh, last year, they were atrocious, 12th on offense, 363 yards per game, 23.5 points per game, 8th in defense, allowing 407, but they did have a ton of injuries on defense. Yeah, they had a lot of injuries. Um, they returned 11 starters. They're the 12th most experienced in the conference. They returned 6 on offense, 5 on defense. They lose Max Johnson, add Jaden Daniels at quarterback. What's your thoughts on LSU here? I think they added a pretty good coach in Brian Kelly. I'm not going to say he's not a good coach because at Notre Dame, he had them pretty much winning 10, 11 games a year, had some playoff appearances. Cake schedules, though. Yeah, national championship appearance. So did have cake schedules, always got exposed on the big level. But now at LSU, he's going to be able to recruit the type of athletes he needs to actually win a championship and not be constrained by academics and being oh, only no, being they don't able give to, a fuck about academics there. Yeah, so not being able, only being able to recruit a certain type of athlete. So with that handicap being gone, I don't see them going uh a lot over the over this year. They probably do win seven games. I do got them going bowling though, but this is leading this is building up to him challenging uh saving for pretty much Saban and Jimbo, even though I don't really believe in Texas and them like that, but he will be challenging Saban and Z- uh, Jimbo year in and year out, especially after this year, and he's building a really good recruiting class as well. Well, I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but I'm saying Nick Saban's going to retire after this season. He's going to win the national title, and he's going to retire. The guy's know, like 74 not... years old, dude. He's done know, everything. He just, he just signed an extension for three years, though, didn't he? It don't matter. He could still retire. That's true. And he's, you could see him, like, stressing out during these press conferences about the NIL and stuff. Yeah, like, the NIL is probably pushing him closer to retirement because that's what pushed – Urban Meyer saw that coming, and that pushed him to the NFL where he literally just was terrible. It also – I know this is different sport, but college basketball, we've seen Roy Williams, yeah. Jay Wright, um, Coach Sh- K. Coach K, Chris Sh- I can't pronounce that motherfucking name. Mike Shashevsky. You hear Mike Shashevsky? Yeah, yeah so I, I I can see what you're getting at, but man, that dude is winning too much just to up and retire. Nah, dude, he has no he has no NFL. It's a new uh, day, Irving, and I'm telling you right now, like we've seen enough of saving that we know he has an ego, and he's not gonna want to like be losing, and then everyone's gonna be like similar to uh, Jim Bowden when Jim Bowden went out. Everyone was like. He doesn't have it anymore. He's too old. You know what I mean? Like, you don't want that attached to your legacy. Like, why not just go out on top? I get it. But even if he stays another two, three years, I don't just see him just start losing, losing like that. He might lose one or two games a year, maybe. But I don't see him just falling off a cliff. Especially with the mega conferences coming. Yeah, now losing – yeah, now losing coaches that can hurt, but he reloads like nobody's business, and he always ninety percent of his roster is four and five star talent. That's that's crazy. Yeah, but you're gonna see that across the board now, dude. That's like, true, but at the end of the day, it's only gonna be so many five stars. And yeah, Bama but we're seeing still. we're seeing Miami get those guys now. We're seeing SC get those guys now. Like, if, yeah, but that's still gonna take some time though. So I think he coaches at least minimum. I think he coaches three more seasons this season next season maybe start thinking about retirement in probably 2024 2025 nice no, i mean you, you're probably right but i think he's that- winning too much bro and then on top of that every that's one guy that hates to lose so i think every time he gets to the end 
Yeah, and but like he could be like he, uh, Mac Brown. You know what I mean? Yeah, but every time he gets to the end and loses, I think that adds uh, another year or two on his onto his coaching. But that's why I'm saying if he he's going to win the title this year, barring like yeah. freak injuries. Yeah, I'll be shocked if Alabama don't win the championship this year because they the only thing that could well we gotta wait to break them down, but I'll yeah, yeah. talk about wait. That Let's stay on LSU. We we got way off topic there. Um this is this similar to Florida is interesting because it's a lot of unknown. Like we we just we don't know how this team is gonna play. They do add talent. They lost a lot of talent. And we just I, there's just too much unknown for me to even play this over under. Yeah, because it depends, depends on what type, what Jaden Daniels they get at yep. QB, or getting the Jaden Daniels that upset Oregon and knocked him out of the playoff race, or they getting the Jaden Daniels that we saw more often than not yep. at ASU. So it all depends on the consistency. They lose they four do? offensive line starters. Yeah, and I then mean, on top of that, they receiving core is nasty. But it, yep. do they have a, do they have a QB that can get them the ball consistently? And, well, their their wide receiver core is nasty. If if uh, what's his um, Kayshawn Boot stays healthy, yeah, he got to stay healthy. He has to stay healthy. One of the best receivers in the country if he's healthy. Just too much unknown for me to even touch LSU here. I would lean the under because I th- I think they could lose to Florida State. You know, we talked about this when we talked about Florida State. This is a big year for Florida State in uh, no um. Noel or Norvell, sorry, he has to win games this year, or his job is on the liner. Yeah, if he don't go at least go bowling or have seven or eight wins, I think they pull the plug on him. Yep. So I think they could lose that game. They'll beat Southern, Mississippi State. Eh? I don't know. That's a tough game. Yeah, they did lose to them. What during the was that the COVID year or last year they lost to Mississippi State? That was COVID year. Yeah, they looked it bad too. Uh, and Mississippi so State is the most experienced team in the SEC this year. Yeah, and they and they and they're at home, so that's not going to be an easy game for them. No, they got L- the LSU has them at home. Oh, um, then they oh, get no, New- yeah, my bad. They at Auburn. Then they get New Mexico at home. I mean, dude, New Mexico, the Lobos. That's tough. It's probably a forty point spread. Rocky Long, dude, don't sleep on the New Mexico Lobos, bro. Over unless two and a half get, wins is an absolute lock. Unless they get uh, Brian Erlacher and every defensive player that ever made <laughs> the to suit up for them. They're they not winning that game. It's probably tough. Yeah. All right. We'll give we'll give LSU that game. At Auburn, I mean, dude, that's a tough game. I think Auburn's going to be better than people anticipate. I don't. We'll get to Auburn momentarily. Chill. Tennessee at home. Tennessee could win that game. It is at Death Valley, but Tennessee can win. At Florida, again, two teams we don't know a ton about. As long as a Florida player don't throw a shoe and get them in field goal range at the end of the game. They should be all right. I think Florida should win a close one. At miss- that's a true toss-up. That game is probably going to be like a 17-14, type game. The Florida game? The Florida game. Yeah. At Ole Miss, they'll probably lose that one. Uh, or I'm sorry, they get Ole Miss at home. Alabama out. They at got home. They, four. Of their last five is Mississippi, Ole Miss, Alabama, Arkansas, UAB, and Texas A&M. They could end the year on a losing four out of five. 
it's under minus one twenty. Yeah, I'm gonna stay away from that. I just hopefully they can go bowling, but I wouldn't bet the under or the over. Too much unknowns. We got to see how they look in jail. I actually kind of like the under here. Yeah, because they'll lose the A and M. They'll probably lose to Arkansas. Ole Miss can definitely beat them. Alabama could beat them. That's four L's right there. Florida that could beat them at home. Tennessee could beat them, even though they're on the road. I like the under here. Yeah, I can. You can see four or five wins, or you can see six or seven wins. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next team. Damn, the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Their over under is six and a half. Sorry, I did this in order of like the way I rank the teams in the conferences. So obviously, I think Mississippi State is going to be better than LSU. Uh, their over under is minus one thirty <clears throat> to the over six and a half, plus one ten to the under. Six and a half. So Mississippi State is a team that I'm I'm pretty high on. Um, obviously, their head coach is Mike Leach, who is one of my favorite college head head coaches, but mainly because he's a fucking cartoon character, more so than he is a good football coach. He gives some of the best one liners, dude. Some of the best press conferences. Um, yeah, that dude is a character for sure. He is, dude. They were fourth on offense last year, 447 yards per game, 28.5 points per game. And this is conference play, by the way. Uh, Third in defense, 352 yards per game, 27.3. So they were really good defensively, which is, you know, not really what Mike Leach is known for. Um, And they returned the most starters. This is the most experienced team, Irvin, in the country. And they returned nine starters on defense, a defense that was number three in the conference. I think this team is much better than six and a half wins. Yeah, I got them going over, and dun, 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 I got them upsetting Texas A&M at home. They at home versus Texas A&M. I could see it, dude. Will Rogers returns, third team All-SEC. We know any team coached by Mike Leach is going to be able to sling the ball. And this is Mike Leach's fourth year, so a lot of the guys he recruited, this is when they were, you know, yeah, is, they're the most experienced team. These are his guys. Yeah, these are all his players. So I, I like Mississippi State here. They return their top three rushers. Um, and four if you include Will Rogers. And um, two of them are deadly out the backfield catching the ball. So God damn it, dude. I was just I was just about to <laughs> say uh J- what's his name? Uh Jacovius Marks. Five hundred and two receiving yards, Irving. Just totally dynamic player. They do lose their best wide receiver, Makai Polk, but they do also return Jaden Whaley, who was third team all SEC last year. And um they also return Austin Williams. Plus, they add transfers Justin Robinson from Georgia and Jordan Mosley from Northwestern. He was, you know, Northwestern's not known for throwing the ball, but he was Northwestern's best receiver last year. By a mile. So I like what they did. I definitely like this over, too. And I got them upsetting somebody in the West. Either it's going to be Bama, Texas AM, or Ole Miss. But I got them over, and I'll bet the over, too. Yep. No, this is one that I would absolutely bet. I like the over six and a half. Their defense, like the two players they lost on defense, easily replaceable. They aren't even their best defensive players. They returned yep. all their best defensive players. Jordan Davis, who was out last year, is back as well. And this is a guy that a lot of people projected to be playing in the NFL. They returned three of their top five in their linebacker court, including second team all ACC Tyrese Wheat and their number one tackler from last year, Jet Johnson. This team is much better than six and a half wins, Irv. Yeah, a lot better. They'll beat Memphis at home to open. They go at Arizona, who fucking sucks. 
three. Yeah, that my that game might be fifty four to zero. The only thing that is kind of unpredictable is that Mississippi State does have to travel to the West Coast. So, and I think it's like a seven o'clock p.m. start. So it's like ten p.m. East Coast time. Um, then they go at LSU, which I've already said that I think that's a game that Mississippi State absolutely can win. Yeah. Then they get Bowling Green, Texas A and M, which I'm with you. I do think that they are going to upset Texas A and M. Arkansas at home, I think they're going to beat Arkansas. At Kentucky, at Alabama, two tough games. They may lose both those games. But then they close Auburn, Georgia, East Tennessee at Old Miss at home. I think they go three and one in those in that stretch. Probably only lose at Georgia. Yep. I'm not as high on. Um, I'm not as high on Old Miss, Miss as most people, which we're going to get to momentarily. So we we both like the over here. Yep. I like it. If they don't go over, Mike Leach is getting fired. By the way. <laughs> yeah, this is fourth year. He got to go bowling. Yeah. Minimum. Well, they went bowling last year, too. But did they win? Did they win? Uh, No, they lost their bowl game. They won, they won seven games, though. Oh, okay. Well, he, he definitely I got to win an eight or nine this year. They, yeah, they lost to Texas Tech in the bowl. Ooh, damn. How'd they do that? Tough times, bro. They probably didn't have a lot of – or. I shouldn't say they probably didn't have a lot of starters playing because they returned a lot. But let's uh, let's move on to Auburn. Over under six and a half here. This is Brian Harson's second year. I like Brian Harson. I think he's a great coach. He obviously came from Boise State, ran a great program there. Uh, they returned 13 starters this year, six most experienced. This was a team that was pretty dog shit last year, but they almost beat Alabama last year. Yeah, they took them to what, double overtime, overtime? Yeah, this is... This is a – but they got to go to Alabama this year, so I don't expect them to win that game. It's the Iron Bowl. The This is interesting because I think they I think they start 4-0 out the gate. Mercer, San Jose State, Penn State all at home. I, I think they beat Penn State at home. They almost won that game on the road last year with Bo Nix at quarterback. Yeah. This year they don't have Bo Nix. Um, and then they uh, have LSU at home, which is a definitely winnable game. So that's one, two, three, four. That's five – they could potentially start the season 5-0. and Then they go at Georgia, at Ole Miss, which they'll probably lose. Um, and then they get Arkansas at home, at Mississippi State, Texas A&M at home, Western Kentucky at home, and then at Alabama. I think this team is like a seven-win team. Oh, yeah, I'll give them seven wins. Definitely think it's a seven-win team. I don't like Zach Calzada, who's going to be their quarterback. He's basically Bo Nix. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like a... Basically, Bo Nix. Yeah, too bad to do that game. That got, I don't know how long he's going to be suspended for, but I was really pulling for him to get the job out of camp. TJ Finley? Yeah. Yeah. He was all right last year. Um, and then they yeah. returned their top two rushers from last year, Tank Bigsby and Waka's Hunter. They lose two of their top three wide receivers from last year, but they returned four of their top five. So they lose two or three. They return a lot of guys. And they add Dazzling um, from – from uh, Miami, what's his what's his name? Dazzling uh, Warsham. They add him from Miami. Offensive line returned four starters, and they have 120 career starts on this offensive line. This offensive line is very experienced. Defensive line they returned three starters, and they transfer in Jason Jones from Oregon, and one of the top JUCO transfers in Jeffrey Mba. Um, they lose their second team All SEC. Um, linebacker is a Kobe McLean. 
They also lose Chandler Wooten. They lose a lot on their linebackers, but they return Derek Hall, and they get Owen Popoe back, who missed eight games last year. So their defense is going to be a little suspect. That's the biggest question mark. But I think their offense is going to be much better. Yeah, defense could be okay, and they definitely win more than, what, six games, six and a half? Yeah. Yeah, I like the over. I wouldn't bet it, though, because I think Harson got too much going on off the field. He got to ring that in, and then I think that'll benefit them on the field. What's going on off the field? Uh, he had a couple of scandals. Remember, a lot of people thought he was going to get fired, but he he withstood that. And then I think they might have some recruiting stuff going on too. So we'll see. I got them. Yeah, I like. I got them winning seven games. I think they win seven. <clears throat> I like. I lean the over. Don't obviously wouldn't bet it at seven. Only one I'm really betting so far is Mississippi State. Same here. All right, let's move on to the next one. We've got the Ole Miss Rebels over under seven and a half wins here. Um, you know, good old Lane Kiffin, Mr. Uh, King of the Transfer Portal, as he uh, calls himself. Over under seven and a half here. It's juice to the over minus 130, which is interesting because they're one of the least experienced teams, obviously, because a lot of their guys come from the transfer portal. They obviously lose, you know, a great quarterback in Matt Corral. He's third career passing leader in Ole Miss history. You know, what do you think about Ole Miss here getting Jackson Dart? What do you think? Does Luke Altmaier win the job? Um, coming out of camp, it didn't sound like he was going to win it, so we got to wait and see what he did in fall camp. Uh, Who, Altmaier or Dart? Uh, Dart. Altmaier looks like he's going to be the starter to start the season. Yeah. But as far as – uh, Ole Miss. They, they lose a lot, a lot, dude. They lost a lot. They don't bring back a lot. They got to break in a new offensive coordinator too. Yep. So I would. That would lead me. That would. I would lean to the under. Honestly, I got to win in six games. The th- thing that benefits them is they open with Troy, Central Arkansas at Georgia Tech and Tulsa. They could easily start four and zero. Yeah, that's four wins. But once the SEC slate starts, I only really got them beaten. Maybe Vanderbilt. They get Kentucky at home, though. Amster their homecoming. Yeah, they could be Kentucky, and they could be LSU. I got them losing to everybody else. And even those games are going to be one-score games. At Vanderbilt, they should win. So one, yeah. two, three, four, five. Maybe uh, – I mean, dude, they get Auburn at home. They should probably beat Auburn. A six. Be, but I got Auburn winning that game. So they had to pull an upset on the road either against LSU or Texas A&M because I got them losing to Arkansas too. And they have a brutal end of the schedule at Texas A&M, Bama, Arkansas, and then Mississippi State, which I think they're going to – I think they could easily finish the year 0-4. Easily. Yeah. So I got them at five or six wins. Yeah, I like them. I, I definitely think they're going to go under seven and a half here. Yeah. I like the under. They lose like everybody, dude. They only yeah, return five starters on offense. They lose four of their top leading rushers. They lose five of their top six receivers. Their offensive line is probably the most consistent. They return four starters, plus they add first team all conference USA Mason Brooks from Western Kentucky. So they have 109 career starts on the offensive line. That should be their best unit. Yeah, that's Other a good than that, ball. they lose a lot all around. And they, and they don't play defense. And they. Uh, who's the D coordinator now? 
their defensive coordinator is Cause Chris Partridge. Dirk. Okay, because they lost Dirk in the... Uh... Oh, I'm sorry, Maurice Crum. Maurice Crum. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like the under. Yeah, I like I like the under seven and a half here too. They lost too much and they lost the NFL quarterback, so agreed. All right, let's move on to this next team. We got the Arkansas Razorbacks over under seven and a half wins. It is juiced to the under minus one forty five. What do you think about really, Arkansas here? This is another team that kind of lost a lot. Yeah, they lost a lot, especially they lost to probably one of the best receivers they ever had. Yep. Um, they did re- try to replace him with a former five-star in Jordan Hasselwood from Oklahoma, so we'll see how that works out. Yep. They they have a pretty damn good QB, which I like him a lot. Yep. Kendrick uh, Jefferson. Yeah, the, the schedule isn't crazy. And over and under is seven and a half. Seven and a half. Uh, uh, they got some tough road games at Mississippi State, at BYU, at Auburn. They're on the road against Missouri, but they should definitely win that game. They start at home against Cincinnati. They should win that game. Yeah, and they should they should be South Carolina. I like the over because I only see them really losing to – they could potentially lose three or four games. they probably lose to Texas and Alabama and maybe Michigan State. But other than that, I can see them winning all their games, including against Ole Miss. So I like the over. Yeah, I think – I think KJ Jefferson is going to make up for a lot of what they lost last year because he's, he's one more year experienced. He was good last year. He improved from the year before. So I'm, I'm going to expect him to continue to improve. And he's a dual threat. And he's a dual threat. And then Sam Pittman is an offensive line guy and he returns basically all of his offensive line. They rushed for 228 yards as a team last year, five yards a carry in SEC play, and they returned four of their starters. Yeah, I like it. I like the over. Honestly, I would bet this over. The only thing that's concerning is on their defense, they lose three guys on the defensive line with 11 or more starts, including Trey Williams, but they return four of their top seven, and they also add transfers um, Jordan Dominic from Georgia Tech and Landon Jackson from LSU. Yeah, I like what they do in the portal. Yeah, I like their over for sure. Yep. And Texas and them better look out because they are at home against Texas and them, and that's not going to be a walk in the park. That's a that's a in Arlington. Oh, it's in Arlington. Yeah. It's, Ooh, damn. It's a neutral site. They won last year though. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. They could win again. Yeah, I kind of like the over seven and a half wins. All right, I'll what do you think? Over. Let's move over to uh, Texas A&M. Over under is at eight and a half here. So we kind of talked about it earlier. They had a massive recruiting class, but obviously those guys are all freshmen. Yeah. Jimbo Fisher is known for recruiting. The over under, I said eight and a half. Juice to the over minus one fifty. They got a they got a pretty tough schedule. They they get Miami yeah. at home, which they can win. Uh, they have to go to Mississippi State, which we both like Mississippi State in that game. They're on the road. They got to go to Alabama. They got to go to South Carolina, which we think is going to be an improved football team. And then at Auburn. But they get Florida, uh, LSU, Mrs. Ole Miss, and they get Arkansas. Well, Arkansas is going to be a neutral site. But. All right, I got them going 9-3. and three. The only way I see them winning more than nine games is if their quarterback steps up and they have way better QB play. 
Yeah, that's the thing is like if Max Johnson is going to start, like he wasn't that great last year. Yeah, we don't know who the starter is going to be. It could be Hayes King, it could be Max Johnson, it could be one of the freshmen. We they've pretty they pretty much kept their QB battle really tight lipped. Yep. So we probably won't know to the, we won't know who the starter is honestly until right before the first game. And even the first game, I think two or three of their QBs going to play. So we might not know who the starter is to Miami honestly. And they also lose a ton on defense. They lost yeah. their entire defensive line. And we're talking a defensive line with a second-team All-American on it, two-time All-ACC player on it, a third-team All-ACC player on it. They lost it all. Yeah. They lose Aaron Hansford, um, and they also lose Leon O'Neal. Like, they lost a lot of good production. And they bring back their whole secondary, right? No, they lost Leon O'Neal. Ooh, so three out of four starters, that's not bad because I know one of their safeties is really good. I think he was on the All-American watch list too. Yeah, no, they they should have. I mean, they got good talent, obviously. Mm-hmm. They have good talent in, in defensive line. They got good talent in linebackers. Like, but these yeah, are all unproven guys. Previous. We just don't know what they're going to do. Yeah, because they're going to be playing a lot of freshmen, so that's either going to be all good or all bad. Um, I do like the over by a game. I think I got them going nine and three. I don't think they challenge for a playoff spot. They're probably a year or two away, honestly. Because the thing that they suffer with is the QB. Yep. And we're going to see what they got on the outside because right now their best playmaker and their best wide receiver is looking like it's going to be a true freshman. So, yep. And that's not a good thing, especially in the SEC. Yep. And that's the thing is like, for those that have been watching or listening, I obviously like always lean towards experienced quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. Because if you have an experienced quarterback that can win ball games, it just elevates your team so much more. Yeah, puts everything else. It makes everything else a lot easier going forward on your offense. And that was their problem last year, and their defense was even better than this year. Yeah, exactly. So it's like we don't even we don't know. I I don't honestly. I would not bet this at minus one fifty. Yeah, I wouldn't bet it. I just like it because the talent they've assembled and their coach. They have a national championship winning coach, so that's the only reason why I honestly give him the over. I wouldn't be shocked to see him fall flat on your face. Because but he also won a national championship with the best quarterback in college. That's true. You got to look at that as well. But, you know, he's still – he's going to be living off that championship for a long time. So For a long time. And they brought him to Texas A&M to win a title. So if he don't deliver, he's definitely – He's definitely got to live I think he got – two, three more years to show that he can make a playoff and challenge for a title. Because if you bring in recruiting classes like that, you got to at least make the playoffs or be in a championship conversation for three out of those four years that they're going to be on campus. Yep. All right, let's move on to our last team. This is the Alabama Crimson Tide here. Over under is 10 and a half, and it is juiced majorly to the over minus 230. Under plus one, 185. I mean, this is a team that, you know, I think right now to win the national championship, they're like plus 150, which is like not good on value, dude. That's not good value at all. The only thing that can stop this team was two things, injuries and their secondary. Other than that, they're probably one of the most complete teams in college football. They do have some questions on the O-line. Because a lot of folks will say that's what cost them the title last year. Yeah, they lost their best offensive lineman, too, in Evan Neal. Yeah, um, he's going to be backed up by three. They have three five-star tackles waiting in the wings. They do. 
Yep, they do. They do have a lot of depth there. And they lose four of their top five receivers from last year, but they obviously just reload there as well. And they bring in Tyler Harrell from Louisville. Yeah, because they almost had Jordan Addison. I'm going to be real. Yeah, it came down to Bama and SC, so they would have had Jordan Addison. I think they would have ran away with it completely. Yep, I do so think that they do have some question marks for sure. I do. Yeah, they have some question marks, but they're not major question marks. The receiving core is young. Burton should probably be the lead horse because he has the most experience and he's going to be their game breaker. He has legit four three five. Yep. Sub four four speed, so he's going to be the game breaker. They do have JoJo Early, who came on late as a freshman. So the offense, as long as the O-line can stay healthy, they should be fine. But their front seven is Nasty. probably the best front seven in college football. They got It's going to be similar guys. to the Georgia last year. Yeah, they got two guys that could go top five in the NFL draft this year. And the only reason why one can't go is because he's only a true sophomore. But Dallas Turner and Will Anderson. And Byron Young Jr. too. Yeah, don't be surprised if those two have double-digit sacks apiece. I'm talking at least 12, 13, 14 sacks apiece. Those two are dogs. Yeah, Will Anderson is fifth in Heisman voting odds right now to win the Heisman. Yeah. He's a defensive he's gonna, end. Yeah, he's going to dominate. He probably won't have a year like Chase Young did for Ohio State yep. and go right into the NFL and be a top three, top five pick. He'll be the number one pick. Yeah. Um, it depends on the team need a quarterback. If a, if a team outside of the – he'll. I think he's going to be the number one pick, dude. I think yeah, he's the best I'll, player in honestly, college football. Yeah, I like him a lot. I'll, if I had a number one pick, even if I needed a quarterback, I would, I would pick take him. him. Yep. Um, Hands down, the best player in college football. They also have a guy with the coolest name in college football, too. On Kool-Aid McKinstry. <laughs> yeah, for sure. He has to step up. He was getting cooked. He showed some flashes last year, but he was he was a freshman, had growing pains. He got cooked a couple times, especially against Georgia. Yep. They add Elias Ricks, who can hands down be a first round pick. But supposedly he's getting cooked in practice, dude. Well, it's Alabama. You definitely gonna you gonna when you playing day in every day against NFL talent on both sides, you're not gonna win every rep. That's true. Hopefully you win more reps than you lose because the coaches might start getting concerned about your starting spot. But he just got to clean up off the field, and he's gonna be a definite first rounder. Just stay off the weed, stop smoking and driving and going 100 miles an hour on a dark road in Backwood, Alabama, and you'll be all right, Elias Ricks. Yeah, I think they're going to win every game. They're favored in every game. They should win every game. Um, I don't even see a spot where – the only spot I see that they could probably trip up is at Tennessee because they have to go to Tennessee. That's it. That's maybe And Texas A&M did beat them last year, but they lost a lot off that team, so I don't see Texas A&M. And they get Texas A&M at home this year. And they going they're gonna destroy Texas on the road. Murder they're going twelve and zero. They're pretty much a shoe in for the national championship, unless that secondary is just absolutely terrible. In which case, they'll go eleven and one and still be in the national championship. <laughs> exactly, they're still gonna be in the playoffs. So, Bama is where it's at. Nick Saban is the goat. It's his he last won. year, bro. I wouldn't say it's his last year. Jordan believes that, so you didn't hear that from Irvin. No, it's coming from um, me. That is my hot take of the college football offseason. Nick Saban will retire after this season. He's going to win the national championship and ride off into the sunset. I'm calling it now, Irv. Well, I'm not saying you could be wrong. but I see him coming. I could absolutely be wrong. I could absolutely 100% be wrong, but I just. Okay, so who do you think they play in the national championship? Are you going to wait till next week? 
This is what we call a cliffhanger. You got to wait till next <laughs> week, baby. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Make sure to go to Tavour.com or download the Tavour app straight to your mobile device and use promo code TAPROOM for $10 off your first purchase of $25 or more. That's craft beer delivered straight to your front door. You don't even have to leave your seat. I got to get Irving out of here because my man needs some fucking rest. He needs to get better. Drink some water. For Swerving Irving Washington, I'm Jordan. Stacks on stacks on stacks. I'll be back on Sunday with... Don't get sick like me. Take your vitamin C. Uh, dude, there's there's yeah. no way of avoiding getting sick, dude. If you're in public, germs are everywhere, baby. You know what I mean? Like, everybody's going to get true. sick at some point. For Mr. Swerving Irving Washington, I'm Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks. Lads, we'll catch y'all later. Have a blessed weekend. We will be back on Sunday night. Me and Ben got a lot of Major League Baseball to talk about. And then next week, Irving and I are going to be talking a lot more college football. And we'll be previewing some games. Some games, baby. Let's Top go. Five, Heisman, Mikersky, you know, all the major awards. Yes, Let's sir. Go. Let's go.